We've got hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more how to turn your content into profit, go to contentsprofit.com. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Today, how to go from negative $400 to six figures in four months. I want to know this. Wow. I, I, I want to know this. Yes. I am very excited for today's topic mm. and even more excited for today's guest. Mm. But before we start, do we have a sponsor, Louise? Absolutely. And uh, I'm going to actually keep the bus on this one because you threw me under the bus. But guess what, guys? If you have long form content like the one that you're listening to or watching right now live on Facebook, we have the service for you called Content Momentum. And if you want to, you know, chop it up and grab all the goodness and transform it into minions that go into the interwebs and grab those clients for you, the frictionless sale. Go ahead and send us a DM. Oh, wow. That was that yeah. was Gucci, Gucci. You did pretty good. All Congrats. Right. Uh, thank you, Fonzie. Right. Uh, yeah, go ahead. You, 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 you go do guys, my part. please do don't forget part. to smash the subscribe button so you know when the episodes are dropping right, right on your phone. And don't forget to follow us at BizBrosCo on Facebook, on Instagram, and soon maybe on Clubhouse too we'll have a BizBros profile. I know. You can just follow our profiles and our guest profile. Here you go. It's right there. You can see it, but we're not going to spill the name right now. And let's see. Another week, another episode of Content is Profit. We met today's guest in our new networking rounds through social media. They're not new. We've been doing it for quite a while. His passion for teaching others Hold on, hold on. His passion for teaching others what he had learned throughout the years is extremely contagious. And he's here today to deliver some of that fire. Oh, yeah. His story can be easily mistaken for that of an overnight success. After all, he went from negative bank account to a six-figure business in four months. But he has actually been working hard for years, honing his craft, sharpening his skills, and being extremely consistent. That's right. And all that hard work paid off. In 18 months, he ended up paying off his $118,000 of student loans. In 66 days after launching his Facebook group, he earned the ClickFunnels Dream Car Award, and he managed to move to San Diego after living his entire life in the same small town. There's just one word for that, and that is legendary, guys. Please welcome... Master Affiliate Marketer, Facebook Group Wizard, and founding father of the Backwards Hat Crew, Smith. Mr. Doug Button! Hey. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me, guys. Super excited to be here. Dude, I'm so pumped up, Doug, and I'm also pumped up that we just created the Backwards Hat Crew. So Ooh, baby, for, let's go. For those listening, go ahead, get your hat, put it on backwards, because it's going to be a wild ride. That is the secret of going from negative 400 bucks to six figures. That's it. That's all. That's the only that's secret. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we, we can end the episode. q and now. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Dude, Doug, we are so excited and uh, I'm thankful that you were here with us. You know, we've actually connected a while back and I am so thrilled that we finally got to do this with us. I'm just saying I, it, it had... A lot of convincing. I I, I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's been a little um, project in the making for a while now, and we finally were uh, we're able to connect. And uh, yeah, man, really, you guys are fun. Uh, probably the most fun introduction I've had, and uh, I, I feel the energy through the screen here. So Hi, let's go. Guys. I appreciate it. You know, <laughs> we're we're just trying to have some of that energy that you have when you're teaching people. You know, bringing yeah. that excitement into in, into themselves. And, and we really appreciate it. Yeah. And, you know, we want to know, especially me, Is the first, I'm going to be honest, it's the first mm -hmm. time I actually talked to you, dog, right? You, <laughs> I think you talked to my brother before. Maybe and once or twice. And I maybe. want to know who are you exactly? Like, what did you do and how did you do it to go from a negative $400 bank account to where you are right now? By the way, I, 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 um, I won't tell him. I promise. <laughs> you can go ahead and do it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm an open book. Um, I love sharing the things I've been able to accomplish, uh, the good and the bad. Like, my goal is to help shortcut people's success online. And uh, it's everything I wish I had when I first started. Uh, I have been doing this for a long time, um, eight years part time, just kind of dabbling, trying to figure out how I could pay off my student loan debt. 
And uh, two years ago, I quit my full-time restaurant job and took this thing full-time. So mm-hmm. I've been full-time for about two years and uh, a month now. And uh, life is really good. And now I'm just on a mission to help others go out there and level up, do the same thing so they, they could break free from their nine to five. Oh, that so that story resonates big time with us, right? Like because, you know, we, we share this story. We started with stickers and then T-shirts and then a bunch of other stuff came after that. But I think the dream or the need was always there to like get out of the nine to five. We were finally able to do it at the end of 2019. And nice. we're super proud and excited that, that we did that, right? But in the first like almost four years, really, like three, almost four years mm-hmm. was really challenging to get there, right? Like we, we always try for that shiny object syndrome and you know, yeah. what are we actually gonna do? So can you can you tell us a little bit about your story? Like how, how the whole process started, right? Like did you always knew you wanna be an internet marketer and teach people and you know, help people out through through the interwebs? Is, was that bug always there? Or you know, how did it go? So I always knew I wanted to work for myself. I knew like that was my goal as like a young kid. I mean, I used to um, be a competitor in all things I've done. And when it came to like the fundraisers, when we're like you're selling like you know the the, the candy and the boxes and stuff like that, I would always rank top of my class. And um, you know, then when I was in my teenage years, I was able to finally get my first paper route. Um, deliver newspapers and I went from one paper route to five and uh, we were just you know me and my brothers were always just trying to find ways to make money Um, and that kind of continued through college Uh, I went to a five-year program and had to drop out my senior year unfortunately because of Mm. my student loans I had to get a Mm. a co-signer and I couldn't get my original two co-signers my mom and my nanny Uh, they said you need a new co-signer I couldn't make that happen so I dropped out just shy of my degree Wow. That 50 and that fifty six thousand dollars student loans more than doubled in those five years from accrued interest. So I ended up with over six figures of student loan debt without a degree. And at that point, um, I came back to Connecticut where I'm from, and uh, I was working a hundred percent commission door to door sales job, um, selling office supplies for a Staples subsidiary company. And I did really well. I, out of eight hundred reps, I was nationally ranked top ten consistently every week. Uh, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to pay the bills. Yeah. So. Um, I took on restaurant jobs. I was always working at least two or three jobs in my 20s. And it was finally to the point where my, my nanny, my mother's mother, we call her nanny, she approached me and said, Doug, uh, I know you're working as much as you can. You're, you're good at what you do, but you know, you're affecting my credit. My, my credit score is taking a hit because you're not paying your bills on time. And uh, she actually presented to me my first online business opportunity. Oh, wow. So my, my grandmother actually was the first one to get me involved in this. Uh, and back then it was, you know, something I was very unfamiliar with, which was network marketing. Um, I'm no longer involved in network marketing, but it was my introduction. It was my, it was my first thing I ever did. Mm-hmm. And uh, she brought me to a meeting. I loved the concept of making my own potential income. And from there, uh, I got started and we went, you know, like you guys, I had shiny object syndrome. I went through like 27 different business opportunities oh, in a oh, short oh. period of time. But it, um, it all led me to where I am today, and yeah. uh, I'm really excited that I got that start and uh, just kind of failed forward, taking the knowledge I could uh, take with me to, to let the next thing show up and, and present itself. Absolutely. Wow. What a what a powerful, interesting story. You know, like, yeah, I, I understand the co-signing aspect of things because my brother co-signed my car uh, a few years ago with me because I, I definitely needed the help. And... Mm-hmm we fell somewhat in the same trap of, you know, me damaging his credit, like in your story you were doing to, to your grandma's, right? Also, and also he has his fir- the same first name, same last name. So that <laughs> on its own is a whole new issue because yeah. people think legally we're the same person, right? And yeah. we're like, we're calling, we're like, hey, by the way, he is we Alphonse. Are, yeah, we're different people. So yeah, that, that took so, some convincing so yeah, to do. But like, anyways. That, that, <laughs> I, I understand the struggle there, but man, yeah. I can't even imagine being, you know, $118,000 in debt for mm-hmm. a reason that I'm, I'm going to say you didn't even achieve at the end of yeah. the day, right? You didn't even get the diploma. And it wasn't because of choice, right? It was because of the, the circumstances that happened. But that I can't even, what was going through your mind in yeah. that moment, right? Because I'm guessing that the level of stress that you must have had at the moment, how do you get out mentally of a situation like that? 
Yeah, I, I I remember feeling just like almost like betrayed and just like angry like at the system. And you know, I know I'm not alone in that. There's so many people out there that you know are going to college, taking out all this debt. They're not really noticing what they're signing. They just you know they're like me. They're 18. They're naive. They're just excited to get out of state and go and experience something new. And um, you know that was me. Was, I was the first in my family to go to college, so we didn't really know what kind of loans it was, and I never really did the the, the fine print reading, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, um, you know, it took me a while. It took me until I got these loans paid off. Just recently, I paid off that last big payment. Yes, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm completely debt-free now, completely debt-free. And um, I've accepted it. And I, I'm actually uh, grateful for it at this point because I don't know if I'd be where I am today without that obstacle because, you know, it really got me working. It, it put me to work. It motivated me uh, to work harder. And now I know that I can go help others with the same thing. If people have student yeah. loan debt, there are ways – to get ahead quicker than just working for somebody else. Absolutely. It's like Ryan Holiday says, right? The obstacle is the way. And for marketers, I feel like the obstacle just becomes a new tool in your arsenal to inspire and impact more people, right? And I think it takes a a lot in the mindset to see it that way. Of course, like we don't encounter a challenge and immediately we're like, hmm, that is going to be a, a tool and a great story that I can tell in the future, right? I feel now maybe we can frame it that way because we have lived it in the past. But, you know, you mentioned before the show that you are working with people that are getting into the online space. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that is a big hurdle that they need to go through, right? They, that mental clarity uh kind of like accepting those challenges that they have and turning you know the the famous phrase turning their mess into their message and i'm sure you could you, you help them do that what is that main issue that you see with these people coming into the online space what is that number one thing that is stopping them from making some improvements of moving forward Yeah, I think we all struggle with the same things in life. Like we're human beings and we have that, you know, we are our biggest own enemy. And when it starts like coming to an online business, like it's 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 new territory. And, you know, you start going through things that are self-sabotaging, like imposter syndrome, yeah. shiny object syndrome, um, you know, overwhelm and confusion of where to even get started. And I think so many people are just taught the wrong way or not taught at all. And For me, like my big start was just kind of taking the knowledge I have that I've acquired and then just letting that new skill set develop and uh, seeing what shows up next. So for me, it was selling other people's products and services online. I think, you know, that gave me so many different types of uh, technical skills and social skills to the point where I could then go and create my own offer eventually. Yeah. So I think that's really my, I really try to help people. Um, start something online, find out, you know, what their highest values are, go align with a company that's already successful selling a product online that they could also, you know, share through their stories and their experiences that align with what they're doing. And they'll be successful in that. And that's what finally happened to me with ClickFunnels. I, I finally found a product that I could uh, um, stand behind. It was a real product yeah. to me. Like, and, and by real, I mean, it's an actual acronym. Like, uh, it's relatable to my story and my experiences. You could earn, the earning potential is really good. Uh, I align to their mission and their values. And lastly, it's long-term. It's going to be around for a while because I spent my first eight years online promoting things that weren't real, spending all that time building up a, an income and it would go on overnight because that company wasn't on the same, you know, values as me. Yeah, absolutely. That's so important because, you know, uh, oh man, go, going back to through our journey, right? Like we found not even on the online space, even like in, in real world, right? Like we started with a sticker company and then, Two weeks later, we invested in a screen printing machine. So then we did stickers and screen printing. And then it was like, okay, how do we market this thing? And we're like, oh my God, there's an, a, such a big opportunity marketing this kind of st- stuff. And then continue to evolve. So it was like, we're we're grateful now that we look back and we're like, wow, these are the pieces that were in place to to help us do what we do now. But at the same time, it's, it was so frustrating, right? And we didn't know what we didn't know. So You know, for somebody that's starting in this space, for somebody that might be facing that challenge today of like, okay, how do I actually make the most out of this? Like, should I stay? Should I pivot? Like, what is maybe like one piece of advice for that person that's starting and and is presented with so many options, right? Because when we see it online or we see it out there, everything is advertised as the best next opportunity. Right. I'm not going to, everything is the best next opportunity. Right. But it's like, how do you find your best next opportunity? 
Yeah, so for me, it was just starting with one thing and I did all the wrong things. I think it's learning through failure. And then I learned quickly like what to actually do. And then the next thing was show its face. So for me, it started out in network marketing. I did well and I'd lose you know, um, my entire, all the work I've done. But I did have one thing stay, and that was the skill sets I had, like gaining skills around how to build landing pages and email marketing and start mm-hmm. building a list. And then from there, um, I started doing that as a done-for-you service for local restaurants, which was my mm-hmm. background, working in restaurants. Yeah. And that's about the time I found ClickFunnels. Uh, it, it was able, I was able to build websites and funnels so much easier and more quickly for my clients when I found ClickFunnels. So that's what allowed me to quit my job in the restaurant industry. I took that one employer I had. They were my first account. Yeah. Send them up the click funnels. I built out their website and their menus. And then we ran campaigns yeah. for upcoming birthdays and anniversaries. And we were really successful with that. We started building yeah. out a really good email list, uh, booking events, selling out, bringing customers in the restaurant. So I took them as a case study, got six clients, uh, all the, also local restaurants in, in my hometown, and then quit my restaurant job. And that's kind of where it all started. That's awesome. What, what, if you don't mind me asking, what were you charging at that point? <laughs> yeah, so... So for my first few clients, like it was like so cheap. Like, you know, I was just happy to have a ClickFunnels account, like making that recurring 40% commission on their ClickFunnels account. Yep. And I'm like, you know, how can I get to a hundred clients? And I realized like I can't even keep up with six. Like <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna get that hundred mark. And that's when I like asked myself, like, what do I actually like about this business model? And the yeah. only answer I could say was that ClickFunnels recurring commission. I love that. Yeah. Like, how do I get to hundred people without doing the work for them? And that's where Sales Follow Mastery was born, where mm. I created an online course teaching this, filling that gap that people were struggling with the software. Yeah. And um, that's when things really took off. I started my Facebook group. Um, at the time, I was two months out of my full-time job and went negative in the bank because I lost those clients. I wasn't happy in that. So I had an option, either go back to the restaurant and continue to serve tables or level up, go all in on the Facebook group, sell click funnels. And uh, within 66 days after opening my group, I, I hit the dream car status, which was 100 wow. referred accounts. Incredible. That's amazing. So I see th- this path in your journey, right? Where you, uh, where you were at the restaurant and then started the kind of like affiliate slash service agency and yep. then transition, I think, fully affiliate. And then mm-hmm. you transition now into what you're doing right now. And I, yeah. I'm just, I, I asked the pricing for the reason because we used to do service for restaurants as well. We started with restaurants when we started oh, yeah. in the online marketing. Yeah, specifically Mexican restaurants. Yep. And delicious tacos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, 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 the tacos yeah. are super attractive, right? But you can now make a living out of tacos. Like, if we could I get mean, paid on tacos, my wife will be happy, not me. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> wife and my brother will be happy. But but it would be, it would be an issue, right? And yeah, we, yeah. at the moment, we're actually charging them $500 a month. Mm, and yeah. as soon as we started doing the work, like two weeks later, we're like, we're not charging anything. We came to that immediate realization, yeah. but we were still so afraid of asking for more, charging for more. I don't know. We knew or value at the moment. How does people yeah. go about finding their value when they are trying to kick off their own business? When they, were, they, they are not doing this affiliate marketing thing and they don't have that recurrent from other products and services that they have aligned their values with, but when they're trying to start their own service or even their own course, how do they price that? How do they value themselves? Yeah, so I went, We I think everyone goes through that. I mean, my first few clients, I did it for free just for the affiliate commission on ClickFunnels. And then yeah. I was like, you guys, I charged 500 bucks, but it wasn't reoccurring. It was like one time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, so I'm here working for free months later. Um, but, you know, as I got more confidence, as I got more skills, uh, I started to charge up to $4,800, I think was the most expensive I charged for a build out for a sales funnel. Yeah. And um, that wasn't even me continuing to service it as a retainer. It was just that one time. And I, I said, I gave them training so they knew how to use ClickFunnels and mm-hmm. they would put their office manager in charge of it, which um, works for them. But I think especially as an agency owner and a service provider, what you have to realize is for these small business owners to employ someone that's going to run their marketing and content, they're going to yeah. pay them at least $50,000 a year and plus benefits and um, insurance that they have to pay and uh, all the taxes and everything behind it. Absolutely. You need to realize like how, how much work that is for them. And for you to be coming in as an independent contractor, um, think how much money you're saving them. Even just a thousand dollars reoccurring a month, you're still 
um, less than you know thirty percent um, more affordable than yeah. having them hire someone to do that for them. Yeah. Plus, it's like your specialty and it's it's a skill set that you could really help provide a result for. Oh, you just hit the nail with that one, man. Because uh, we've been having so so some conversations right with how much should you charge? And we're having this conversation with a company that, that we're mm -hmm. about to start helping. They have a network of 400 podcasts. They have TV stations. They, and and they want to sell a, a, a product where we're going to be a part of it to CEOs of companies, right? And they're trying to figure out how do we sell this product, right? And, and some of the limiting beliefs there are the pricing, right? The, the price point. And, and sometimes we, you know, I, I, we heard this from Brooke Evans. Uh, we 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 sell how we buy, right? So at this point, do we have to ask ourselves, okay, what what are we investing in? Like, what is the point there that that we can make that connection? But at the same time, what you said is like, how much are we valuing their time? So how much is the CEO valuing his time to try to figure this out? To either go out, find somebody, build the system. Like this, not only takes money, but it does take time, right? And you mm -hmm. know, we always refer to Greg Cohen, one of our great, amazing partners and clients here. With us, he's the CMO of an 80-person company who is trying to figure out the content game for 80 hours a, a, a month, ton of hours, right? So we're like, when we told him, hey, Greg, we can help you with this awesome system, it just takes you for hours. We do the rest, right? And he's like, you know, how much is that? We tell him X, right? And he's like, done. Because the value, he valued his time so much more and then he could allocate those resources to help his company to grow the rest of it, right? So I think you nailed it right there in the heart, in the nail, everything. Top, yeah. we, we could just like golden ball their time right here. There you go. I, you know, for, for those listening, I think it is important to understand that you're not you're not selling the, the features of what, you're not selling that thing right you're selling mm -hmm. the results what is the other person on the other on the other side gaining put yourself in their shoes and ask mm -hmm. yourself what would i like to gain back if i invest in this product right is it is it time with my family or is it you know i i am saving and i don't have to deal with X business now because I'm dealing with yeah. this one person. Yeah. And I think that is very, very important. And I'm curious because a lot of people might fall for the race of cheap, right? They're like, no, I'm going to yeah. lower my prices because these my, my competitors are pricing their thing at, at X. So if I undercut them, I'm going to win, right? But that race is the worst one that you could be racing, right? We know that the best way to probably increase the the quality of your customers is by charging more, right? You, you're going to be happier by charging more because you're going to be making more money and you're probably going to be getting cli better clients at the, at the same time. So mm -hmm. how do, do you differentiate yourself when it comes specifically for products like my Sales Funnel Mastery, right? And now you're talking yeah. about info products. How do you add that differentiation uh, aspect in that business, right? Especially in, I'm going to say in the info product market, that is, you know, there's, there's a lot of people competing there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great question. And, you know, like to your sheer thoughts process on that real quick, it's, um, you know, cheap becomes expensive when people try to be cheap on things, mm. man, you're going to pay for it in the end because you're going to end up going backwards and you have to rehire someone or buy another program or, you know, something like that. But for me, like, I did struggle with increasing my prices for a while. I mean, I was teaching a coaching program, a year-long coaching program for less than a thousand dollars. So what most people sell wow. an online course for, um, I was giving all that plus weekly coaching in addition to that in a one-on-one -on -one setting as well in some cases. So um, I did struggle with that. But as I realized, uh, when I increase my prices, it's not for me, it's for the customers. Because when they invest, I realized for me personally, when I invested $5,000 in my first mentor, I did not have that money to invest. I had $450 in my bank account. Yes. But what happened was I put down that $450 deposit and two weeks later, I made $34,000 on my beta launch of my course because wow. I had no choice. I had I owed my mentor you know, over $4,000 and I needed to make something happen. Yes. So like when your back's against the wall, you know, if I paid him a thousand bucks, I probably would have stopped showing up. But when you invest at the higher level of your future self, like you're going to level yourself up. You're going to show up. You're going to do the work. So when I increase my wow. prices, I'm not doing it for me. Yes, it's nice, but I reinvest everything back in the business anyway. I'm doing it for the customers. I'm, I'm doing it for the clients so they could you mm. know, feel like they got some skin in the game and show up and do the work. Wow. I love that. Increase your prices 
not for yourself, but for your customers. At the end of the day, it's about that. Like we are, we're doing what we're doing because we want to serve the people on the other side and we want to help them level up in whatever we're doing, right? So mm -hmm. for you in Sales Funnel Mastery, right? I'm, I'm guessing you're helping them build better converting sales funnels that they can make a living off while selling their services through there, right? For us in Beast Bros, we want to help them save their time, gain their time back by only having to do the long form content once. And then we can yeah. repurpose all that content into, yeah. into golden boulders, uh, how we call them. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you said something that really important, right? Like you, when you made that first investment, I, I, I'm sure that mm. was really, really scary. That like is we, so relatable. Though. I mean, yeah. I'm going to tell you a story. Like you see my, my t-shirt right now, obviously, you know, we, we work very closely with Steve Larson. We were part of his offer lab, you know, mastermind. Mm. Right. And that was really the first investment that we've ever did at that level. Mm. This investment at the time was $25,000 that we did not have. I was literally yeah. that event. I quit my job Friday. We were at Boise Saturday. Right. I was, I, I took on a personal loan that was you know, enough to give me eight months worth of runway. I did not tell my wife that I, we were going to invest this thing because it happened at the event. Right. Uh, and then they make the offer. We're like, Holy crap. This is the thing that we need to move forward. Right. We started sweating cold, literally. Yeah. Like sweating <laughs> armpits, like Fonsi said every single time. Right. And, and we, we remember like we went out to lunch, we discussed it. We're like, we're not doing it right. Like it, it's, it's stupid. Like we don't have this money. And then we came back and Myron Golden went on stage and you know, for, <laughs> for those here live and on Facebook, if you, if, or in clubhouse, you, if you heard Myron, he's a, you know, world of knowledge and amazingness. And he was the guy that sold us. Right. And, and the line I remember is like, what you said after, right? It was like, you, you made that investment, but right after you level up and you made it yeah. happen. And it was like, we have to trust ourselves that we can actually make it happen. Nobody else is going to make it happen for us. So we like lunch forward. It was like three minutes remaining. We grabbed the paperwork. We're like, we don't have this money. We told like called some of the people in the back. We're like, we don't have this money. We're going to invest uh, and we're going to make the, make it happen. And they're like, don't worry, man. We're going to actually make it happen. Well, a year later, man, like this thing has been the most amazing thing. And I'm not advertising that specific program. You can actually do this yeah. with whoever you believe that your mentor should be, right? But if you put in the work, everything will will sort itself out. And the investment was made many, many times over. And it was mm -hmm. incredible because we took action. But that moment was so, so, so scary. So what are some of the... What are some of the challenges, not not yours, but you you have this amazing network of students that, that you teach every single day, right? Like what are some of mm -hmm. the mental challenges or hurdles that, that you see every single day, right? Because we had to go through them for four years straight, right? We're still going through them. Every, every time you level up, there's a new set of challenges that come your way and you're like, oh, leveling up, here we go. You know, it's like a video game, right? For us, it's, everything is video games. But, you know, what are some of those challenges that you see at the early stage when they're starting to do this? Yeah, and I was at that event, by the way, and I was blown away. Um, <laughs> but I, I see this all the time, uh, even with myself. And, like, you know, it kind of reminds me of an analogy that I like to use uh, from grade school. When you, like, go from, like, you know, middle school or even, like, elementary school to uh, middle school, then middle school to high school, and then high school to college. Yeah. Like, you go through this, like, change where you're going to the next level and you're, like, you know, they say new level, new devil. And it's just, like, <laughs> this – this, you're breaking from a new comfort zone and you're leveling up. So there's going to be some uh, uncomfortability there. But I believe when you embrace difficulty, life gets easier. So that's just like a sign that you are um, – you, you feel like you haven't done this before. But in reality, we've all been there before. And then when you get to that next level, like, wow, that wasn't so bad. So like, yeah. you just have to remind yourself that it's going to be okay. You're feeling this way because you're doing something new and you're growing. And that's what we should do every day. We should all strive to get uncomfortable daily. And – um, you know, from my perspective, like when I was going through that, um, I just had to remind myself because we all have those self-sabotaging beliefs, like, you know, imposter syndrome. Am I good enough to, to do this? Uh, am I going to get the result? You know, and I think it's like this weird, like, um, catch 22. You have to kind of hop in um, <laughs> thinking, you know, at a higher level, even though you're not quite there, but yeah. it's just going to happen. The momentum is going to push you forward. Yeah. And I just encourage people every day to do something different that's going to get them uncomfortable. And it's just a good sign that you're you're leveling up. Oh, Absolutely. So you know, I, I, imposter syndrome has definitely gained some some traction lately, I feel like, with entrepreneurship yeah. and, you know, the mediums being way more open for people to communicate and learn things. 
And the other day I was actually listening to this podcast with Seth, Seth Godin, which he's like the, some people consider him like the God of marketing. Right. <laughs> and he was talking, they asked him like, how do you deal with imposter syndrome or how do you dealt with the imposter syndrome? And he's like, I get it all the time. I still do. Right. And I think that is one of those feelings that never go away because he was saying for me, it's an indicator that I'm actually doing something right, that I'm moving in the right direction. Because if I'm not feeling like an imposter, that means I'm not pushing through my comfort zone <laughs> and I'm not reaching towards, you know, new possibilities. So I want to, ref for people that are listening to this, actually reframe imposter syndrome, right? Don't think that if you are feeling the imposter syndrome is because you're doing something wrong or because you don't know how to do it, but it is because you're actually taking a step forward into what you want to achieve. So it, it it's important to like change the mindsets in, in some of these terms that we hear daily. Do you have mm. any specific ones that you have noticed that you have reframed in your life? Yeah. Well, yeah. One for me is like, it shows you actually care. Like for yeah. people that have imposter syndrome, it just means you care mm. and that's a good sign and just keep caring, keep yep. actually being invested not only in yourself, but your clients and your, your students and wh whoever you're helping get a result for. So that's really helped me. When I notice that, I feel like an imposter. I, it means I'm just comparing my journey to somebody else's. Absolutely. And it just means that I actually care for my clients and want to get them the result. Yeah. How, how do you deal with comparison? Because I feel that's a big one for, yeah. for a lot of people. I mean, again, social media world is so freaking easy yeah. to, you know, start scrolling and see somebody yeah. that is your age but with a bigger bank account or a better lifestyle, right? And I'm making air quotes here. Or, or a better beard, like Fonzie. Or, or a better, I, I get, I, I see a beard, I'm like, dude, how, how? And then I go and I immediately trim mine. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But how do you deal with those comparisons? Yeah, I mean, I do this all the time. Like I look at people that started when I started. I, um, I look at people that were actually way ahead of me, like started, they've been, you know, a decade into this thing and I'm only two years full time into it. Yeah. Um, even like on, on Clubhouse, I first got on there, like um, I was loving it. And then I was just like going down this rabbit hole of looking at their bios and up on mm. Instagram and like looking at their content. And I'm like, wow, their content is so good. How do they put all this oh, out? Like I can't even just keep a consistent Facebook content going, you know? And yeah. um, it's just realizing that like, you know, you're on your own chapter and they might be a little bit ahead, but you can't compare and uh, just stay in your own lane. Put the blinders on. Um, just stay focused on the content creation rather than consumption. Like mm. I am a student for life. I love to learn. Um, I've spent over $80,000 this year on, on programs and courses and books. Um, but I realized like just stay, stay in your lane, like yeah, focus on yeah. the education, focus on the implementation and the creation and the rest will follow. Yeah. That, that is so important. So, sorry. I know you want to say something. Uh, here, I, no, I want to be on fire. Give, give me one okay, second. Okay, give okay, a second. Let's go. <laughs> no, I, I, I love this because I think that is one of the fastest ways to get discouraged and stop yeah, what you're doing. 100%. Right. Especially, you know, we live in the content world. As soon as you see somebody that has some similarities to you and they are doing awesome content, right? High produce that you're like, man, I want to do that. You know, they might be in their day 10,000 doing that thing and you're on day five. And if yeah. you try to do it that way, right? They have systems on the back to do it. Yeah. They have all these processes that they're probably going to break you if you try to do it that way. And then you try, you compare results, you don't see the same results and you're like, ah, this doesn't work for me. I'm not cut out for that. And that is so, mm, like yeah. the fastest way for disappointment, in, in my opinion. And I love what you said, that is put your blinders on, right? Stop consuming mm. and start creating. I do, right? And I'm in like uh, two weeks ago, uh, no, actually before 2020 ended, I started this challenge. I called it the one-to-one. -one. It was a personal challenge of creating at the same rate that I was consuming, mm -hmm. which is practically impossible. It's if really I'm, challenging. It's very, very difficult. Yes. But one of the the things that I've learned is 
I can still consume more, but I need to be a little more intentional of what I'm consuming, right? Yeah. I, I don't want to find myself scrolling on Instagram or Instagram reels for hours, right? If I'm not going to apply that knowledge then to anything else, but instead is what is a current project that I'm, that I'm working on? Okay, let me consume some information in that or so, something that is going to teach me something that then I can tie it up to these new ideas that I'm building. So always with consuming with the create creator mindset i guess if you want to put yeah. it that way it's, it's so yeah. important because that's when you start sharing your work right speaking your truth and that's when people start actually connecting with you yeah uh, and though yeah. you can you can correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like that was you interacting with your group and with your students from day one mm. right like it, it doesn't have yeah. to be you know public content it could be with within your community and i think that's so powerful too right because you you are right there in the trenches with them helping them out and again am, am i wrong and if i am Correct me, dude. No, throw me you're rocks. Like, uh, you're not only you're not only 100 right. You're actually like in my head right now because I'm just thinking right now, like, how did I get started? My, my my Facebook group, man. I remember looking at my group and I'm like, I'm about to start this Facebook group teaching people how to make money with ClickFunnels because I saw there's such a huge gap there. You know, hundred thousand users, and you know, not all of them were even paying for their ClickFunnels account profitably wise. Yeah. So um, I identified there's five ways that I've I've seen people making money: selling funnels, starting an agency, mm. um, selling e-commerce, selling a course, or just doing the affiliate thing. Yeah. So. I didn't know what I was going to teach, but when people joined my Facebook group and the way I hit dream card in hundred days without paid ads was the three questions I asked. Number one is, do you have a ClickFunnels account? Everyone mm-hmm. who says no to that question, I reach out to, and we have a conversation about how I could help them with that when they buy um, ClickFunnels through my affiliate link. Yeah. The second question, this is important, was I didn't know what to teach these guys, but I asked them. Second question when they joined my group is, what do you want to learn? They're telling me, now I have 7,000 answers to that question of what they want to learn. And then lastly, hey, what's your email address so I could send you my free course? Mm. And that's how I built my email list of over 12,000 people now in wow. the short time I've had that group. And um, really, like I, again, I wasn't an expert in anything in my mind. Um, but what I did is I went through the One Funnel Bay Challenge I consumed. And then I took that information. I went through it like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And I realized people, people don't have two hours a day to listen to trainings and then implement this. So my bonus to them was, hey – I'm going to summarize these trainings every day in 15 minutes. I'm going to give you my slides and let you go and teach the same thing. Because when mm. you teach, you learn and you implement. So really, that, that was the birth of my content creation strategy was just consuming and trying to put it in the easiest to implement possible way for others to, to follow. Ah, oh, dude, that's, wow. so, that's so good. That's so good. And, and for those listening, like you, you know, you have literally your content strategy for the rest of your life there because first <laughs> you're helping people, right? You're adding so much value, you're documenting, you're, you're right there with them. And, and I feel like for us, when we started the publishing, right, it came after a place of fear, need, gut punch from a bunch of business owners that told us like, where is your content, right? Because we were implementing them on the business side, but then they would look at our stuff and they're like, where's your stuff? You know, today I would have answered that question very differently. You know, I would have been like, you know, mm-hmm. Olympic athletes, right? They have coaches. The coaches, maybe they're not champions, but here we are, right? That's a change mm-hmm. of mindset. Fonz is looking at me like I'm yeah. crazy. But, uh, but after that, you know, in that moment, it felt like we needed to start creating something right and for us it was so so challenging to keep consistent because there was so much there was so much noise like similar to what clubhouse did mm. to me last week and I'll, and I'll share a little bit of that <laughs> uh in just a second by the way huge shout out to the audience here on clubhouse as sticking with us amazing thank you so much for for listening now by the way we might be opening q a after the show so if you guys want to stay in about 10 minutes or so so but what happened was we had to figure out a way for us to stay consistent. You figured out your way. And I feel like that's where a lot of people miss the boat. They try to mimic mm. a, and, and copy like these $30,000 a month yeah. teams, which happened to us in the, in the first three years. For us, that was going live for 45 days straight and documenting what was happening with the agency, right? We had to mm. accept the place that we were in, right? We we're like, hey, here's where we are. This is what we're doing. Let's be genuine, right? And here's my yeah. lesson. If you want to learn a little bit more, if you think that we can help you with our solution, 
here's how you reach out to us. Mm -hmm. And immediately after 15 days, it was incredible. We got an amazing response and we got business that basically kickstarted everything. So it's like, how mm -hmm. do you find that one thing, right? You listen to your people. And then I think it's very similar. It's like, now we're trying to figure out how is, what's gonna be our minimum viable content in Clubhouse, right? Right now, this is literally a live experiment. We're broadcasting <laughs> the live show right here with you. So Doug, I thank you for taking, you know, the, the lead here and be like, awesome, let's do it together, right? Um, and let's see if it works out and try things out. And when you change that perspective on, hey, this is, maybe I'm trying it out for a week. Let's see what happens. A lot of good things and awesome things can happen. So uh, thank you for bringing that point up and thank you for letting me positive rant here for a second. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, Doug, I was actually gonna ask you about how, how did you grow the that Facebook group. I think it is important, especially yeah. right now. I think a lot of people want mm -hmm. to build their tribe, have their groups, and they're, they're just literally groups everywhere, right? So people, mm -hmm. wh why would someone, you know, want to be a part of your group when there are 20 other groups that they could be a part of, right? I think yeah. that we talk about that differentiator factor. And the other idea that I love is you talked about two hours a day of OFA and you decided to simplify them, right? And there's something yeah. that I love about ideas, which is they actually gain power when you simplify them in the right way. There's a lot of things that when you start saying them over and over again or products, right? Like you try to repurpose a product, like it loses value, right? Like if mm -hmm. you take a car out of the dealership, it starts losing value immediately. But these ideas, if you start saying them again, right? And testing them again, I feel like they gain more value. And now you're not only saying what you learn on OFA, but you're also probably putting your own opinion on top of it. What you learn, your own personal takeaways, you're building on top of it. And that is giving extra value to the audience. So to kind of like turn that back into the group, right? You are driving yeah. people there and traffic, but how did you get those 7,000 people inside of there? Yeah, and um, your brother kind of already mentioned the word that jumped out to me there was uh, being genuine. Um, I think people that fake it till they make it, it's not the way anymore. A lot of mm. people are, are seeing right through it. And the way is really just through being authentically you. And like, I remember like trying to watch Steven Larson during OFA and I tried to go and like do what he does. I just look like a fool. Like, no, like <laughs> just be yourself and people are going to come out of the woodworks and find you because yes. they resonate with that. And they can see right through it if you're trying to fake it till you make it. So one of the first things I did in my Facebook group was like, literally pulled up my bank account and said, Hey guys, I'm two months out of my full-time job. I quit two months ago. I might have to go back. Um, I'm negative in the bank. I showed them the negative bank account. And wow. then I said, I'm going to hit dream car in the next four months. I did it in like two and I was like pumped, but I was like, just call my shot. I'm like, I'm going to do this. You yes. guys are going to watch me make six figures and here's how I'm going to do it. And um, I just went out there and stayed consistent. And I think, you know, mm -hmm. where most Facebook groups that I was in, I'm just watching. There was not a lot of consistency. And I think a lot of people fail online because no one is willing to be consistent for more than three months at a time with, with the same offer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I realized um, even when I started my group, I was, I was working full time. I was trying to do the agency thing. I was trying to sell a course on debt and credit repair. I was trying to do ClickFunnels affiliate. So that's already four or five things right there. <laughs> yeah. And when I said, you know what, enough's enough. I'm going to focus on one thing, one offer, mm, yeah. one platform, and one message. And when I did that, I went from negative in the bank to dream car in two months and then six figures within four months. And wow. it's all just being consistent on, again, one offer one platform, one message, and don't even look at Instagram or TikTok or, you know, like no, just stay on that one platform. My yeah, platform of yeah. choice was, was a face, was a Facebook group. Oh, wow. that's so good. One offer, one platform, one message. I love yeah. the, mm -hmm. the focus right there. So intense. And not only yeah. that, the authenticity and yeah. the vulnerability to be able to say like, Hey guys, I am negative for a hundred bucks in my bank account. Yeah. Right? Like how difficult must have that been for yeah. you? And, and I also want to highlight here, cause obviously we are in multiple platforms right now, right? Like we're on Facebook, <laughs> yeah. we're in YouTube and we're on clubhouse. So here's the yeah. thing. This is like month 10 of the show, right? We net, we did not mm. start here. We focus on one thing, one platform, one interview, one guest, right? Like, I mean, we're still yeah. offering just one offer and one message. Exactly. Yeah. On the selling side, we're still offering one thing, right? As a server, we actually had a conversation earlier today. It's like, okay, now we're getting some demand for other stuff, other questions are coming in. So we're yeah. trying to figure out what's the solution for that. But 
we weren't never able to scale as fast as we did. And, you know, now we have team members, right? That we never ever thought yeah. possible before. And and it was because we focused on one thing. So everything has its journey, right? Like we started for us was Facebook Lives for 45 mm. days. Yeah. We failed. Well, we didn't fail. We stopped at 15 because we got some results and we did it again. Same thing happened, right? Because the focus was there just like you did. So I want to encourage everybody out there that's yeah. listening, that's watching, Find your one thing, right? Execute relentlessly there. And then as soon as the market starts telling you what to do next, you can ask them, right? And uh, for us, the reason we are in so many platforms is because we have the approach of what if we do this with content, right? Do We have the capacity. We have the resources to do it. Yeah. But it took us the focus part that you said to get there right it, it wasn't from the start we tried it we tried the the whole thing from the very beginning and it didn't work out for like four years right so yeah. thank you for yeah. bringing that point home yeah, yeah. well i just want to throw it back at you real quick too because i've seen your process i think the first time we met we jumped <laughs> on zoom you. and you were just showing me like your systems and how you do this and i was blown away like thank how you. you could take the content <laughs> and just distribute it to these small clips and put it on multiple platforms and it's because you have the systems and the people to help you and i think when you know, my biggest thing was saying, like, try not to do it on your own. When you're ready to, to take the next level, uh, it only takes one, potentially one assistant and a system yes. to yes. really take your piece of content. For me, it was an unsearchable piece of content in a Facebook group. So now I'm like, wow, I've been missing out on searchable content on SEO, mm. YouTube, when really like all I needed was one hire and one system to go out there and take this to the next level. Yeah. yeah. So it's amazing what you guys do. Oh, thank yeah. you, man. Thank, thank you, you so thank much. You. Yeah. <laughs> it really means a lot coming from you, man. And, and you know, one of the terms that we now love talking about is capacity, right? Cause, mm. and, and it goes back to the comparison that we were talking about that. Oh, I want to do things like someone that has been doing it for 10,000 days and I'm on day five, right? Like we try to operate at their capacity when our mm. capacity is totally different, right? At yeah. first when it was just mm. my brother and I, we could only take on one client and we could barely repurpose our content, right? <laughs> and yeah. now that we kind of like augmented our capacity with our team members, now, like you said, with a process, we can do many other things, which yeah. is amazing. So I do want people yeah. to in the audience to think about what is your capacity at the moment, right? If you're trying to create content to sell, right? Because that takes different times. The times that you're going to put into creating your content, the time that you're going to, yeah. you have to put into, you know, building these relationships and having these conversations and be honest with yourself. I have capacity to do X, Y, and C consistently and then do those in the long term. And, you yeah. know, Doug, I want to transition the conversation here a little bit because I want to give you the stage here and talk a little bit about sales funnel mastery. I personally want to know all about it. Yeah, and cool. I, I, I want the audience to, you know, learn what is it that you are actually offering to help them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, sales funnel mastery is a, a course and a coaching program in my umbrella brand, which is full-time freedom. So uh, full-time freedom was built out of a void um, of having freedom. For me, it was working three jobs in my 20s and not be able to pay my freaking bills. Yeah. So I'm passionate, really passionate about helping people discover what it is that they want to do by aligning their highest values to just getting started somewhere and let the next thing present itself. And full-time freedom to me is flipping the script of what we're kind of taught is right, which is working full-time. And in, in some cases, multiple full-time jobs. And where we only have a few hours a week of true freedom, which that free time is not even really free anyways. Yeah. No. But full-time freedom is about reversing that and really having 40 plus hours a week of true free time to do what you love and spend time with family and friends or whatever it looks like for you. And I know it's possible through this amazing thing called the internet marketing world. Yes. Um, and it just starts with starting somewhere and finding out what resonates with you yeah. and staying focused on that path until the next thing shows up for you. I love it. So. Yeah. So I have a, a range of, I work, mostly work with people, aspiring entrepreneurs, starting out, feeling lost, going through all the things I went through, you know, failing forward, trying to do paid ads, trying to do e-commerce, trying to do course creation or agency. And they just, they don't know what's going to work because they haven't given it enough time. Yeah. So, um, you know, most of the people come into my Facebook group, they go through my free content. Um, some people don't resonate and they leave. That's fine. It's, my content mm -hmm. is to help uh, repel and attract and the people that love it, they love it. And then they're all in. They end up in my coaching program. They end up getting results. And now I've got people quitting their jobs um, months after working with me. And that is the Incredible. best feeling Incredible. ever. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I love that part of you, the message that you said, you know, it attracts and repels as well. And I think yeah. great marketing does that, right? If you mm -hmm. are trying to please everybody, you are going to please no one. And yeah. the, 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 the best way to build, you know, a tribe, this, this group that you have, right, is by speaking directly to them. And a lot of people are not going to resonate with it. And you got to be okay with it at the same time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much for like taking your your story, right? And owning it and be like, hey, here's a solution that worked for me. Here's how I can help you move forward. And I think that takes, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of guts to to actually do that. You yep. know, we we were so scared to share our story the very first time that we did, right? Like today, uh, I did my first Facebook Live in probably like nine to 10 months since we started the show. And it was freaking scary. And you know, we we literally, we publish our booty off. Like it's insane. And today, <laughs> same thing happened, right? And it's like, okay, we need to get back on this. We need to do it again. And you know, we, we did that, that challenge internally. We're like, it never stopped. So the fact that you mm -hmm. are, you know, so loud about your story, so loud about your solution. And, and it's incredible that you're helping these people, right? People that put in the work is gonna happen. And this works in every single aspect of your life, right? I'm sure they can yeah. learn the framework and the principles while working with you and then I can, they can apply it in their daily life and things are going to happen. So to wrap up the show, uh, we have two last questions, our favorite questions, right? Cool. Number one right. is what will be your number one action point for those people that feel a little bit lost, right? Other than going mm -hmm. to your website and going through your course, right? We're going to actually leave all the links right below. You can scroll down and click cool. it there. What is your number one action point? For them to get started on, you mean? Yeah, yeah, to get that yeah. momentum going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's really just sitting down, asking yourself some questions because I think questions really bring that that breakthrough. And it's a, it's really stuff that could be right in front of your nose. Like, you know, what do you actually love doing? And make a list of those things and find out what you could actually get paid to do by doing the things that you love. And I'll tell you right now, some people say, uh, oh, I can't get paid for this, but this is so far from the truth. Um, and it's just, it's, it's starting somewhere. If you don't feel confident enough to make your own product and uh, service, then go align with somebody that has something that you can stand behind uh, and just promote that thing until you've made enough money to be free, quit your job. And I promise you by that point, you're absolutely gonna have the next thing showing up for you. And you're gonna have the skills, the confidence to go out there and build out something of your own. Yeah. And if you never end up doing that, that's fine. Like look at um, number one ClickFunnels affiliate. He, he doesn't even have his own coaching program. He just stands behind ClickFunnels and he makes a million a year plus uh, just promoting that offer. So, uh, and that's just one small software in this huge ocean of things. Like yes. I promise you there's something out there that you could find and stand behind and go make six or even seven figures and beyond just yeah. promoting that. There's a, uh, there, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. There's so yeah, much. Yeah, but I was going to say, like, something will show up. Something's going to yes. come to your mind and say, yes, I could finally do something I, I could get paid to do that I love doing. Yeah. I, I want to try something new here today. Uh, we have some people in the audience. If you want to come on in the live recording, raise your hand if you have a question for, for Doug and what you have heard so far or in the internet marketing content, cool. uh, affiliate, you know, you can just go and Doug, for you, I think you're going to be able to listen through your headphones for now. I know that maybe you're bad. Okay. Wait, maybe your battery phone, completely died. My phone's out. That's why I keep putting down here. I'm trying to get a charge back. It, it's all good. It's all good. But if you are in the audience and you want to ask a live question, just raise your your, your hand. We're going to bring you up and uh, just know the question is going to be live on the show. Um, in the meantime, where where would you be if you did not publish, right? And by publish, I mean, you know, your, your Facebook group, that wherever you put your content into. Yeah, so like... I remember my first live ever, I broke out in hives, like a legit got so uncomfortable um, that I got, I was that nervous. Yeah. And <laughs> the reason I, I did it was because I, I had to make myself different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm in all these Facebook groups. A lot of them were doing very similar things to me, like teaching click funnels and things like that. And I'm like, what aren't they doing? Well, a lot of them weren't doing consistent video. Yeah. So I said, you know what, for me to stand out and grow this group, I have to do it. And from there, I went live every day for 30 days teaching concepts from the One Funnel Away Challenge, my own words and my own experiences. Mm. And because of that, that is why my group blew up so quickly because the people that witnessed those 30 days, when people started to ask for help in those other Facebook groups I was a part of, they would start to tag my name there. So it wasn't yeah. even me in those groups being active. Like I used to have to go out there and create content in those groups and provide value and message, 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 and talk. No, yeah. it was just people tagging my name. And because of those tags, 
they were coming to find me. So yeah. content creation to me put me on the map where it actually made people my biggest, um, you know, my biggest ambassadors sending me traffic for wow. free. Incredible. Yeah. Th- yeah, that is, mm, that is very <laughs> revolutionary thinking there. I, lo- <laughs> I, I, I love that, you know, that you actually carved this place in the marketplace and gained the trust of many that then they would be tagging you when they would see something come up. I think that is incredible. Yeah. And not only talks to about the value of publishing content, but about, you know, the power of your consistency actually doing this day in and day out. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Doug, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? Uh, where can they learn more? Yeah, my main platform is Facebook, uh, specifically my Facebook group called Sales Funnel Mastery, Five Ways to Monetize Click Funnels. Um, I'm I'm in there daily. I live in that group, and uh, <laughs> I talk to everyone who I talk to everyone who joins that group, and just try to provide value where I can. Awesome. So man. come come check that out. Sounds good. Yeah. We're gonna leave the link right below. If you're listening to the podcast, cool. just scroll down, click there, go hang out, and and learn something new. Implement, yeah. Right. I, I I have a selfish question that I'm <laughs> gonna ask Doug if you don't mind me asking, and I'm gonna put it out there. If you don't want to answer it, it's totally okay. If you yeah cover this inside of your group is totally okay and and we can redirect people there but my question is how do you drive traffic right now to your facebook group what is your number one strategy yeah so my number one strategy for facebook group is just like facebook being an amazing platform sharing my group for me Mm. Uh, the thing about the platform is any platform their goal is to keep people on the platform yep so they they know my group they know my audience now well enough they know who hangs out in my group and they're going to show my group to people that are likely to join it and likely to hang out in that group. So literally right now, I don't even, um, when I first started, I was out there getting active in other groups and promoting and posting daily and messaging and asking people to join my group. Now I haven't done any of that stuff in, in eight months yeah. and I consistently get five to 10 people on a slow day and on a busy day, I get like 30 people join my Facebook group all wow. from free Facebook traffic. So, um, I am actually having a discovery call later today with, someone who actually put me onto your show, Lizzie and Murphy. Let's go. Um, yeah. To um, help me figure out a strategy to run some paid traffic. Now that I've got my organic message down, yeah. it's time to put some fuel on the fire yeah. and, and let this thing grow with some strategy behind it. So I'm excited to take this to the next level That's and, uh, so awesome. and do something I've never done before. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, congrats. By the way, we have Zach. Thank you for joining us up on stage on the show. Uh, <laughs> we're extremely thankful that you're here with us. You were basically on for almost the entire show. So what's, what's your question? Question, yeah, man. what's up, Zach? Hey, what's up, Zach? And thanks, guys, for and thank you for the ad as well. Um, I, um, I, my main thing right now, I've gone through OFA. I got the, I did the, you know, buy the extra with so that you have the recordings, all that jazz, and so I basically have been watching it constantly because I'm trying to, you know, make click funnels and. Um, try to do the whole affiliate route right now. Um, mm. My the issue with me is, and I watch Steve like crazy on YouTube University. Um, what I, I suffer with uh, offers, just trying to create mm. offers um, so that I can stand out and from the crowd. And that's that's my main question. How how like how can you make a decent, like I, I can care less if it's like award winning, but just a decent offer that, you know, will turn heads, even just a few. Absolutely. And I think you guys should chime into this too, because you guys were through Offer Lab as well. Yes. But um, for me, like when I first did the One Fall Away Challenge, I noticed people were trying to come up with these, we call it the bonus wars. This is back when it first came out and everyone's trying to make the biggest, best offer ever. But what they realized was the things that they were creating weren't actually helping the end user get through that thing any more uh, successfully. They're giving out all these softwares and all these other things. And it was, became more of an overwhelming distraction than it was actually helpful. So yeah, when you're creating, when you're creating, right. When you're creating an offer, I think the most important thing you could do is what am I selling? What are the problems that are going to arise that I could create some kind of bonus or offer around to help them succeed with this thing. So if you think about the biggest, you know, issues with OFA, it's, it's time and consumption, the time mm-hmm. it takes to implement. So the best bonus you could possibly create is helping them 
with some other offer that you could create to help them get through it more efficiently, more quickly, with less stress, more simplicity. So um, think about the things that are going to prevent them from buying. Um, make a list of all those things that, that hold them back and then try to create an offer around that will that will relieve and actually eliminate that objection totally. And that's how you'll find the best possible offers to create. Absolutely. I Wow. Thank you, Doug. I really appreciate Master it. Masterclass yeah. right there. We're just going to cut this out. <laughs> Zach, thank you so much for, for the amazing question, man. Yeah, Zachary, that was a great question. And if you don't mind us chiming in here a little bit, Doug, you know, like, what you said is brilliant. And one of the things that helped us craft our offer was think, what is the follow-up problem? Like every single time yeah. we solve one problem, we're going to create another one, right? And then we started asking ourselves, okay, what is that follow-up problem? Do we add it into our service or we can create a small offer around that and add it as a bonus? And, you know, that that's it. And the next thing that we did to differentiate ourselves is literally the personal touch that we have in our service, right? That attention that we give the people that, that we work with. And Doug, that's what you do in your Facebook group, right? Like people love you because you are there. You, you said it, you're there every single day, all day long, taking care of your crew. So Zachary, that was a, that was a great question. Thank you. No problem, guys. Love, uh, love the show. Been, been a good fan, so. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. It means a ton. And with that, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at Base Bros Co. Let's go. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful, please don't forget to share it and go join Doug's group. Please do. And don't forget to oh, give us a five-star review. I almost messed up in there. See ya. Bye, guys. <laughs>